Hey, Chris Westfall here from Medicare Agent Training. I want to share with you one thing that I've identified that's a key component to successful Medicare agency owners, actually any agency owner selling pretty much anything. Now, you might think that this is something that you can only achieve once you've gotten to a certain high level of business, but that's not the case. I've often been uh, criticized in our industry by saying, practice it until you perfect it. Or as some people used to say, fake it till you make it. What I mean by saying that is, if you have the confidence necessary to do your job in spite of the results right now, fixing the problems that you've made along the way, you'll be far better than the person who sat on their laurels thinking that they had to master every component and every aspect of the business before taking that first step of action. But there's a bigger problem that I see repeatedly over and over again, and it's what holds people back from being at the high level because those people that are being held back think that you can't have the attitude of mastery until you're making a million dollars a year. Well, let me tell you how I got there. I think we made our first million in 2000. 14, 15, something like that. And what I realized along the way is we got so busy, so focused, at least I did in my brain, so focused on betting, bettering our process, and that is making our process to help have people reach out to us, connect with us, solve their problems, onboard them, make them a client by solving their problems, and then follow up with them in a consistent way every single time. That's what we began to focus on 100%. It was not focused on, can we meet payroll? Can we pay our bills? It was focused on making the process better for the prospect all along the way, removing any resistance to it whatsoever. I remember when I was learning uh, final expense life insurance in gosh, 2004, 2002, something like that, and I heard someone tell me, it was a trainer, he said, you never want to interrupt the flow of the sale by even doing something as small as, oh no, my pen stopped writing, let me go out to my car and get another pen. Just by doing that one little thing, it interrupts the flow and you'll walk back into the house and maybe five times out of 10, the person will say, you know what, I've had time to think about this, let's just think about this for a while, let's just put it off, let, let me think about it, I'll get back to you and all that kind of stuff. So you never wanna interrupt the flow of whatever it is you're doing, you wanna remove all those obstacles from someone to go from, They've identified what their problem is. Now it's a problem for them that they recognize they want to do something about. They recognize you as the trusted source they can, that can solve their problem, and you move them right through that process seamlessly. But here's the overall issue. It is when you're so focused on the result, you have what some sales trainers call attachment to the result, as opposed to attachment to the activity. So if your focus is on activity and it is making that smooth transitional process from identifying who you can help, what is their problem, how can you help them and make it easy for them all the way through, that should be the focus. But I understand, you're brand new, if you're starting in sales, you're thinking, how do I pay my stupid stinking bills first, then I can be at this high level where I'm not even caring about whether I make the sale or not. I'm not even caring about what my numbers are, I'm just you know, this uh, person who's giving away everything to everybody, just doing it all for free and all that kind of stuff. I would argue that you can never get to that level if you don't start at that level at some point. You make the key decision. Yes, I understand your bills have to be made, but if you'll trust me with this, what you'll discover is your bills will automatically be taken care of. If your level of activity puts you in front of enough prospects where you then are able to 
detach yourself from the result of that conversation and literally focus on what their problem is and how you can help them. A friend on a recent trip, he was talking at this seminar about how he becomes a connector in his community. He'll listen to somebody over here and they say they need a lawn service, maybe over coffee. And he'll say, you know what? I know a really good lawn guy. And then he'll talk to the lawn guy. And the next time he's over at his house, the guy's like, hey, do you know anybody that does cabinetry? Yes, I do. And he connects people all the time. Dan happens to be the most productive annuity salesperson we've ever had at Senior Market Sales. This is the number one guy in terms of the amount of business he's done in his career with Senior Market Sales up to date. So give him a nice hand. Uh, what I do is I just started, uh, I decided early in my career I didn't like making cold calls. Wasn't taking me where I wanted to go, and so I work through centers of influence. I just go out and I've got probably 30, 35 centers of influence. Uh, call them on a regular basis and just invite them out for a cup of coffee, glass of tea, breakfast, whatever. Uh, really focus and see what I can do to help them. If they're a business person, I try and put them in my uh, grouping of people that I can pass names to, and then sometimes they feel sorry for me and pass names back to me. I find if I sit in front of four to six people every single day, nothing else matters. Business keeps coming in. They all know what he does, but all he does is he really spends his time just connecting people, and he gets more business than he can even handle because his attitude is about what's best for everybody around me, and by the way, this is what I do, and then they just flow business to him. It goes back to the book that influenced me so much on social media and how I've been successful with that. And it's Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk, where he says, you give, you give, you give, you give, and by the way, this is what I do if it'll ever help you. Well, the higher level to that is, every time you're with a prospect, seek to find out what it is that's their problem. Don't have an attachment to, I've gotta make the sale. I'm gonna sell something. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna lose them on the phone. Let me sell hospital indemnity to them. Let me sell them a dental vision hearing plan. Let me sell them life insurance. I've got to do something to salvage the sale. The flip side of that, the higher level is, let's do a needs assessment, find out where you are, find out if there are any holes that need to be taken care of. I'll propose some solutions to you. And if you think it's a good fit for you, something that you need, I'd love it if you'd give me the chance to earn your business much better way of delivering something to someone who needs it because they've identified, oh yeah, you know, that's true. And how do you get there? You get there by asking really good questions. The way you can tell a really smart salesperson from someone who's at the lower level is the quality of their questions. What questions are they asking the prospect? Are they questions that not only uncover the need but also communicate some message in the question like, by the way, who did you buy your cancer coverage from? When's the last time your agent reviewed your life policy with you? Because usually that's done at the transitional steps in life like leaving employment, turning 65, doing those kind of, having another birthday. Those are the times when typically you'd want to review your coverages such as life insurance. Overall, if you can be detached from the result and focus more on the activity, which is getting in front of prospects that you can then help, and then when you're in that relationship, you're in that conversation with the prospect, just siphoning off everything else, pushing it off to the side, 100% focused on them, asking them where they are, what is their biggest concern, and making detailed notes. It's helped me so much over the years to have my notes available to me because 
as I get older, I'm finding out that I can't remember what client 3472 said in a conversation seven years ago, but my memory lives on in that customer relationship manager, in that CRM that we use every day. So if I can pull that up and say, oh, your dog was so-and-so and you lived out here and your daughter was living with you, how's everything since then? What's new? But those relationships can never come. I can tell you, you'll never get out of the very first, um, you know, Maslow's hierarchy talks about first you have to be able to eat, shelter, those kind of things. I understand that. What I'm telling you is if you want to climb to the highest part of that and just start working on your business instead of working in it every day, doing all the little, little things before you can even think about scaling, you have to start thinking about, I'm not going to be commission breath. Commission breath is really a thing. The more desperate you get, the more desperate things you do. You'll find yourself saying things like, why did I say that? I know that's in the gray area. I'm not supposed to tell them that. Why did I tell that information to that person? You'll find yourself doing those things when you're more attached to the result of the sale. I have to have a sale. I have to have a sale. And that is the, the worst thing is chasing the sale because you're desperate and you need one. It's often been said, when's the best time to make another sales call? Right after you made a sale. Why is that? Because you're on a high. You're just wanting to help somebody. Hey, I got it. Do you want it? Do you need it? Great. No problem. Next. But it's that confidence, that enthusiasm that I was just able to help somebody else. And maybe I've got something that can help you too. I'm so excited. I'm coming off of that sale, that relationship, that consummation of a successful call based on helping somebody. And that's what the results should be focused on. What is their need? And when they call into our office, they could need everything from how do I start social security to I got this Irma letter. What does it mean to uh, all the other things? But when we've provided value first, that's what I've discovered. That's the biggest thing that I'll always take away from this industry. If I ever go into any other industry, whatever is providing value first sets up the paradigm where you are now considered the expert and that, and that alone lowers every resistance. It lowers every wall to you having a relationship with a person so that if you have a solution or you have a recommendation, now suddenly they're open to it because they know that you don't look at them as the next meal ticket. You look at them as someone that you can help and they trust you and they respect you for that. If that's your overall, so there's, there's really no sales problems. There are thought problems that people have. It's the thought going on in your head. It's not, unless you're never talking to anybody, but I'm saying if that part's solved, if you're having a constant flow of communication with people that are in the demographic that you can help, that's a foregone conclusion. But if you're doing that, if you're having conversations with people and it's not going anywhere and you're not making sales, then you've got to get this right first. And no one can do that for you. That's a choice that only you can do. Don't wish it were easier wish you were better and you can make yourself better. It's the best quote I've ever heard in my entire life. Don't wish it were easier. I constantly talk to agents who are very successful at the highest end of their game. And then I talk to agents who are coming to me because they've tried everything else in the industry, but there's one thing that follows them all the way through their negativity and their lack of success. And it's what they bring into it. I know this doesn't work and this person sucked and that lead sucks and this program works, this sucks and I can't sell annuities and I can't sell life insurance and I can't sell this. So now I'm going to give this a try. Not realizing the whole time that it's neither the industry nor the product, it's them. That has to change. 
and there's one consistent component present in that room of high roller people that sit around the table at event after event after event that these companies send you to around the world. That one consistent thing that I see over and over again is a higher level of thinking. They're not thinking, okay, where's my next sale going to be? What's that newest, newest, hottest product? Let me get that new thing. Oh, now, now I need to sell that. Now I need to sell this. Uh, now I need to sell that. Did you buy that new thing? No, I need to buy that. The shiny object syndrome is gone. Do they look at new opportunities? Yes, they do. But they do it from a position of strength, not hunger. They do it from a position of not being attached to, oh my God, I've got to make another way to make sales. Because they want to have another avenue that they can help somebody with. If you're looking around in your agency for what other things can you help people with because you already have a natural audience of people, that's what I love doing. You know, we started telling people about that gas discount program just because it really helped me and my family. And now I'm getting emails from our clients saying, hey, thanks for sharing that with me. I saved $30 last week. That's really cool. Those are the kind of things that I'm keeping my eye open toward, things that can already help my existing following of people, not something that I can sell and make, make more of a profit on just because I need to raise my bottom line and my EBITDA favorite word of the day, right? Anyway, I just want to encourage you work on yourself, work on what happens between your two ears, because that will determine 100% determine how the rest of your life goes. If there's a problem in your sales, if there's a problem in your business, if there's a problem in your life whatsoever, it has to come back to what's going on in here. No one can choose to fix that except for you. So I want to encourage you work on yourself. You have to detach yourself from the result of those sales calls. If you're having call after call and call and after call and call and it's not productive, go back and look at those calls, listen to your calls. You have to do that. Have to, have to, have to listen to your calls and your salespeople's calls. Find out what's going on. The more desperation you hear in the call, it's because you're attached to the outcome of the call. You can replace that by being attached to the activity that you're doing. Make more calls, but when you're on the calls, make the quality good by listening more than you're talking, first of all. Don't throw up on people. That's a very common trait in brand new salespeople, telling them everything that you know. I understand you have to build credibility. You have to justify your position. That said, I got it. But let them stink and talk, especially at the beginning of the call. How much do you know already? And where, where are you in the process? And where can I pick up and help you? They just right there, they will respect you so much more than the brand newbie out there who can still be a newbie eight years into the business because they're still making first year mistakes by just telling the person, here's how Medicare works. Here's part A. Here's part B. Here's part C. Here's part C and Medicare and Advantage and part D and all that stuff. Rather than just saying the simple thing of, hey, how much do you already know? Don't want to waste your time. And where are you in the process? And let me see if I can help you in some way. They're like, oh, thank God. You mean you're not going to throw up on me a Medicare 101 presentation again? But anyway, be encouraged. A lot of good stuff over at MedicareAgentTraining.com. Have a blessed day and take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. For more information and other episodes, visit SeniorAgentPodcast.com.